Welcome to Going Home Home with Beth and Sammy. We are going home home in June, so we're having intentional conversations about things we'd like to process before that happens. Today's episode is about some of our firsts in Malawi. What are the first things we saw? What are some of the first things we ate? The first thoughts we had? So we'll dive right in, unless you have an icebreaker, Beth. I do not. (laughs) I did not prepare very well. (laughs) I also did not prepare an icebreaker or this conversation very well. It was a busy week. Here's an icebreaker comment. Every time we do a podcast, one of my first thoughts is, Sammy talks so quietly. Can anybody, Can everybody hear her? What the heck? <laughs> I just thought I'd get that out there. That's not an icebreaker. <laughs> I broke your ice. You're so mean. Okay. Let's do this. First in Malawi. I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Well, I wrote a list. Um, okay, well, let me start by saying I have a terrible, terrible memory. And basically, every yesterday feels like a dream. So I remember it just as well as a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I journal a lot. For preservation? Yeah. I, I love looking back and being like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about all of this. So... Uh, But I did this list without looking at a journal, which means it's not that long, although it's longer than yours. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, details might get lost. And if if you know that the details were not what I'm saying, I'm not lying on purpose. Are you talking to me or the audience? Anyone, anyone. If anyone's like, oh, I remember she told me about that at that time, she said something different. It's not my fault. Hmm. You know how I hate accidentally lying. Yeah. I'm just trying to protect myself. Okay. So they're in no particular order either. And the first one I wrote was first time at the market. And the first time we went to the market was a scavenger hunt. And we were with a team. We were split into teams. So it wasn't like a normal market experience. But we don't really have normal market experiences anyway. So, yeah, we were in teams. We had a list of things to find. And I just remember where I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing my jean jacket. So it must have been pretty cold. <laughs> it was cold. And I was wearing a long, very warm skirt that I do not have anymore. It was like the ultimate missionary skirt. Yeah. I Unless, see lots of people wearing those. I, oh, yeah, definitely lots of people. Let's also note that this is in July of 2018. Yes. Um, And I remember hiding behind my team, not wanting to talk. But I was also like, this is cool. And I remember thinking, I can totally handle this. I can, this is, it's crowded. I don't understand anything anyone's saying. There's like vendors everywhere. But I remember thinking, yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so flexible. I'm like adaptable. I'll probably be here every day (laughs) in my future life. So that was wrong. But I remember being proud of myself, but also really shy. Did you have that on your list? I I ask that every time? Yeah. 
Eh. I'll just butt in. Okay, if you I, tell yeah. me if you want to talk. Um, I remember the scavenger hunt. So our first, what was it? Was it two weeks? Here was with a, like a short-term mission team from your church. So a lot of our first were experienced with people who would leave us in two weeks, which I thought was interesting. And at times I was like, do I really engage with these people? I don't even know them. My whole situation being with these people is completely random, but whatever. Um, I remember the Chitinji Market, and it's so narrow. It feels, it feels a lot like the first time we were there every time we go back. But I was like, wow, this is like super, super crowded. This is kind of uncomfortable. The Chitenji market is what sticks out to me. There was also one of the things that we had to get on our scavenger hunt list was a live chicken. And that was also interesting. But. Did you think we'd be buying live chickens? I don't know if I thought that. I was just kind of like, oh, wow. I think I was really dazed and confused. I was just like, oh, that at least that's how I see it now. I think that deep down I was really uncomfortable and that, like, I remember really wanting to take pictures of everything that I was seeing, but one of the things that Kellen told us was not to take pictures because people think that pe- that we're, like, taking a picture, a part of their soul, or, like, we're going to go back and sell it. And also, I've read things since then, like, it's, it's not necessarily some... If it's not something you would take a picture of normally in your everyday life, then it is kind of, like culturally insensitive to just take a picture of like a woman with a basket on her head um just because you want to post it on social media and be like wow I'm in some ethnic place um but I remember like really wanting to take pictures of those scenes because it was interesting and new and being really paranoid when I did sneak my phone out to Mm -hmm. take some pictures because I also thought that it would be like somebody would just grab my phone out of my hand because that was told to us as well. That yeah. Sometimes people will try and grab the phone out of your hand, which totally has happened to me. It happened one time last year. I had my phone in my hand and somebody tried to take it out and then they weren't strong enough or <laughs> slick enough. So I was like, oh, crap. Um, but yeah, that was like my strongest memory of that was like, I guess I can't take photos. I wonder if I'd want to do that because that's a way that I process things. I don't know. But remember our second scavenger hunt mm-hmm. with a different team. Yeah. We had photos the whole time. Like, we were told to take photos of things. Yeah. Well, as part of the hunt. Like, take photos of, like... And take, we ba- had, like, a team photographer. Yeah. So. Different, different, different cultural, I guess, lenses. But the yeah. second scavenger hunt was really sweaty, and it was, like, kind of weird also. And I was just like, I don't feel like doing this again. Yeah. I've already done it. Well, we're not talking about seconds. Sorry. No, we're not. Sorry I brought it up. Um, but I guess that was, there was, that was my first interaction with our head teacher for the second scavenger hunt. And he was very quiet. And then he, oh, was, never, he was never quiet again after <laughs> that. Interesting. Yeah. Shall I go on? Sure. Uh, I put first bicycle taxi ride, which was out in the village, and it was a pretty long ride. Yeah, it was. Like uh, a couple miles? I think it was like eight kilometers. However many miles that is. 
But I remember loving it because it's so fun. I love bikes in general. And then not having to pedal is great. Yeah. And seeing, like, all the scenery go by. Uh, but I was also feeling so bad because we hardly pay anything. It's a really cheap ride. Mm. But he's working so hard. And then I remember thinking we had, a, we had to bike up, well, the taxi guy had to bike up a hill. And I remember praying for him to get up the hill because I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so heavy. But I'm like, not as heavy as I'm sure he's taking. Well, there was another guy who I think had to get off the bike. Yeah, he, he had to he had to walk. And then I remember by the end, Kellen was biking, and the taxi, the ta- the taxi guy was on the, bi- the oh, back. Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, he did do that. But there was also, uh, when I was riding, I was thinking, how do I ask him, do you want me to get off and walk? Mm. So I was thinking, I know how to say walk because of that song in Chichewa I learned. I think it's like Tayenda. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to put together a sentence using... The words I learned in this song. The whole time you were on the back of yeah. the bike. And I never, obviously never used no, them. No, you never did. But, yeah, it was conflicting. Felt bad. Had a great time. Yeah. Yep. And now I'm on a bicycle taxi. I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so strong. They got it. You want to share one? Sure. Um... I want to talk about the very first time we were in Malawi. I remember smelling it and being like, all right, this is what it smells like here. It smells different. <laughs> and uh, we were in the airport for a really long time. And the airport was like really uncomfortable. Ugh, it was awful. And small. And we... We were the only ones with visas, so the rest of the team, we had to wait for them for like an hour while we were like really tired and sweaty, and we took our malaria medicine, so we had tummy aches. That was not fun. And then I remember getting on the bus and like deciding, I'm going to pretend to sleep right now, (laughs) so I don't have to talk to any of these people. Um, And then I remember hearing everybody say, Oh, the soccer stadium. Oh, wow, look at the soccer stadium. And I remember hearing about that before we came to Malawi, that it was, like, this great big thing. And Kellen had been there before, and he did, like, some soccer missionary trip before he actually came to live in Malawi. And I looked up and saw it and was like, all right, I guess we're going to see a lot of soccer games. (laughs) Soccer's going to be a huge part of my life here. Yeah, I guess I thought that, too. Only been to the stadium one time, never seen a soccer game. Well, Barely play soccer. I don't think I've ever played soccer, to be honest. Yeah, that's actually quite a relief. Yeah. I do not this like soccer. like the smallest part of my life. It's just like my, the five uh, young gentlemen in my class come back every recess very sweaty from playing soccer, and that's about it. And we watch them at recess duty. Yeah, but still, that's like the, the, the height of my soccer career here is just, oh, I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be a huge part of my life. I remember my dad even saying, oh, I'm going to go get you some sambas, Adidas sambas, and then you'll what have those and you can play soccer. They're like indoor Som- soccer shoes. It, what? Why would you need indoor soccer I shoes? I don't know. But he was like, oh, I'll get you some sambas. You're going to play in the house? Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. Well, good thing he didn't. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our first day teaching, because I'm sure we both have that. Okay, I'm also sure, because of your precursor, that 
both of us had very blurry recollections oh, yeah. of that time. Yeah, especially in my defense. I didn't start teaching the first day of school because there were no specials yeah. until the second week of school. So that's confusing in my mind. Well, what I, did I even do? I don't know. I remember I was really, really anxious because I was like, who gave me the right to do this? I'm not prepared at all for this. I just thought that it was the stupidest decision I'd ever made because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these kids. <laughs> I've planned things, but who knows what will happen. And then it was the first day of real school. The first day of school is like an assembly and you don't teach. You just kind of oh, meet the kids. Yeah. But the second day of school was like I actually had to entertain them. Not entertain. I had to teach them. And I was, like, really nervous. I remember it must have been the first thing in the morning. We, you know, the kids trickle in slowly, so I was just kind of waiting for everybody to get there. I don't think everybody was there. And then I, like, I guess I introduced myself, and then we started with spelling or something. I have no idea <laughs> what we did lesson-wise. I do remember that in a moment of desperation, I had you come in and teach them an that art project. That was the project. first day? It was maybe the first or the second day because that first week of school is only two days and there's no specials. So I legit had them all day long. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what to do with them. Nobody's checking in on me. I totally thought somebody was going to come and say, like, how you doing? Nothing. <laughs> no, that would never happen. <laughs> it was like, just like on my own, abandoned, brand new, fake teacher with these kids yeah I felt really like I think I felt like an illegitimate teacher for at least the first six months like who gave me the right to do this this is a completely stupid idea <laughs> but not anymore now I feel I still feel like a liar honestly better hope your future employers don't <laughs> hear this I think that I feel like a liar because nobody checks on me because oh. because nobody's giving me any feedback about what I'm doing at all. So I'm like, I, I'm just doing what I want, honestly. Yeah. Like, I have a schedule. I'm teaching them according to a schedule I turned in at the beginning of the year. We're on topic. We're on time. But nobody's, like, saying, oh, you need to be doing it like this. You should also incorporate some of this. It's just, like, everything, every decision is my own. And that feels like a bad idea. Hmm. That's the one thing I really like. Yeah. I like it, too, because it helps me to be a little bit more chill, but I also know deep down that that's probably a bad a bad way to, to be working. Yeah. No accountability. Yeah. Well, for my first day teaching, I remember that I was way over-prepared. I had, like... I had printed out my classroom um, routines, which had never been tested, and they were totally not going to work. I found out that quickly. had to throw away that laminated paper. Mm. And I had this whole, like, plan for learning names. Totally didn't work. It was just... It was just a whirlwind. There was so many kids, and they, like, the first day, they all looked the same to me. They all just looked mm, like kids. Yeah. Kid, 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 kids. Couldn't even keep track of who was in what grade. And I had the same lesson for most of the grades. So I got really bored, actually. Uh, but the first day, I don't remember how many classes I taught. But the whole first week felt like the first day. Yeah, <laughs> because I had to teach this. I did, they were new every time because I had them once a week. So 
And I remember I was, I know I was a softie. And I remember one kid saying, oh, she's nice. And I was like, yes. And now I'm like, do they still think I'm nice? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Sometimes. But, yeah, I, I was so prepared. And the preparation was, like, pointless, basically. Because mm. it didn't work. I didn't know the kids. Yeah. So how, how was I supposed to make routines that would work if I didn't know them? So, Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, that is why I don't over-prepare anymore, and I'm not a softie, mm. and I know their names now, but it just took a long time, and I had to quiz myself, so it wasn't going to take one day of like, oh, what's your favorite animal? Now remember your name. That yeah. does not work. I couldn't even tell what they were saying, and a lot of them, I was like, I'm going to come around and like, you tell me your name. I couldn't even hear <laughs> them. Yeah, And then I couldn't be like, What? What? And then and then they would say something, and I couldn't pronounce it. So I was like, forget this. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm just going to point to people. And that worked for a whole half a year. Didn't you have name tags for a little while? No. Um, <laughs> I did not have name tags. I don't know why I thought that. There was, I think, maybe reception and kindergarten wore name tags to my class. Yeah. And that was such a blessing. I wish every grade had name tags. Hmm. Ah, yeah. They'd be like down. little employees <laughs> running around. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm in fifth grade. Well, like in middle schools in America, they have ID cards. They were on lanyards. That's true. It's fine. Yeah. Keep them. Keep them. Uh, or why don't you have your uniform um, with a name embroidered? Some of them do. I know, and it's such a blessing. Yeah. On their sleeve, I love that. Yeah. There's these two kids that look very similar, but one of them has his name on his shirt, and I <laughs> love it. Anyway, uh, I was also really worried about not doing a good job. I don't worry about that anymore. Oh. Do you remember the first time you stopped worrying about doing a good job? That's a good question. Uh, I think it was this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I decided I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I was like, because I was so focused on I have to become better I have to become better I have to become better because I'm going to keep doing this yeah but now I'm like I'm doing a good job and I'm not going to do it anymore so I don't have to force myself to keep improving but I am improving anyway it's just a mindset change yeah that's always improving I want to talk about before school the excitement so we went on a safari to Zambia before school started. And I remember the drive over there was like, it's like a four-hour drive, maybe five hours. And you have to cross the border. So the first time crossing the border was really exciting and a little bit confusing. And I was like, I can't believe we're doing this right now. If I was alone, this would be so hard. I wouldn't know what to do. Um and it was like, wow, I'm going already to another country. <laughs> that was really cool. And I remember just staring out the window, which I just, which I do, <laughs> staring out the window and like having this thought of not wanting to miss a thing. Like, I'm going to be here for two years. That's a, that's a really long time. That's pretty cool. Like, if I had ever, if I hadn't come here for two years, I might have come to Africa for like 10 days and that would have been it. That would have been my whole. Yeah. life trip to Africa was this just one 10-day trip. 
So I, I have the opportunity to see as much as I possibly can. I'm not going to sleep on this bus. I'm going to look at everything, all the dirt. So cool. <laughs> and it, I just thought the, the, the scenery in the savannah was so different and so interesting to look at. And it was like, I guess it was fall-ish. So it was cold and there was like dead autumny leaves to look at. And I remember in particular, there was like a ton of spider webs on this one strip of the road. And I was like, wow, you wouldn't see that in America. How oh, wow. cool. So that was a pretty cool, I guess, introduction of like this excitement and wonder of being in this new place and being so, so excited to see everything for the first time. I don't remember that much at all. <laughs> I remember there was animals. And I was like... Oh, my gosh. We had to pee outside. Oh, yeah, we did. That was the first time. For the time. first time <laughs> on the safari. When we could have been attacked by lions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, scary. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, now we're pros. Yeah. <laughs> first time being outside, it was like, it was the whole two-week mission trip before that. We're like, I'm not going to pee outside. I'm not going to pee outside. Yeah. No, I'm just going to wait till we go back home. And then on the safari... It's like a five-hour drive. In the middle of it, they give you some tea, so you fill up all of your bladder. And then you're like, by hour four, you're like, I can't. I just can't anymore. I have to go. Yeah, you're not going to enjoy the animals at all. Yeah. It's like, can we go home? Can we go home? So we had to. Yeah. And it's such a relief to be able to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because now we're never trapped. Like on our road trip to Victoria Falls. Yeah. Just have to stop. Just have to stop and squat. Find a tiny little bush. It was okay. I think that those are pretty bonding moments too. Yeah, of course. Just, but I just remember every time that we ever had to get out of the car and go pee on the ground. <laughs> just like <clears throat> I had such uncontrollable giggle fits because yeah, I just thought did. it was the funniest thing and I didn't I just I just couldn't not laugh because I was it was just it's funny. It's really funny that you and all your gal pals are going to go outside and pee. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Yeah. It's such a normal activity, though, for most people. I remember, yeah, I guess it is. There's lots of people who, mostly men, I've never seen a woman squat outside and pee. I have. On the side of the road? Yeah, here. Oh. Well, you do see lots of men just, like, peeing, which is always unfortunate. Yeah, turn around. Um, But I do remember in Victoria Falls... Julie found this one spot, and she goes, oh, we're going to make our own mini Victoria Falls over oh here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't, did not know that. I don't think you were there. But, yeah. Always always a, a good time to just help you be chill, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time we went to the lake during orientation, mm-hmm. I was thinking... This is so nice. Just like the beach back yeah. home. I'm going to come here all the time. It's only an hour away. And I was like, I'm going to get my beach fixed all the time. How many times have we been there? Like, In two years. Like three times. Three times. <laughs> so that was not true. It's really not easy to get there. But it did feel like the beach. And, and it felt easy when we went. We had a big bus driving yeah, we didn't us. have to do anything. But for two ladies who lived by the beach for two years previously it was a huge relief to see a body of water for mm-hmm. me at least I thought that that was that's that, that's on my list so we can continue to talk about this 
But seeing the lake for the first time was a relief of like, all right, I think I could do this. Because I think there was this building anxiety in me of like, how am I going to teach? How am I going to do this? But getting to enjoy being at the lake before we actually started teaching was really nice. Yeah, we were only there for a few hours, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. And then we found out about Bilharzia, which yeah. is a disease that you get from going <laughs> to the lake. But whatever. That's not why we don't go. It's just really, when you don't have a car, and when you're yeah, a teacher... Yeah, when you're afraid of driving, <laughs> like me. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't go. You just don't go. You just stay. And then people judge you, and you're like, eh. Yeah, they do. They really do. <laughs> we are so judged living here so on judged. campus. You guys need to get off campus more. Eh. Yeah. Now I agree with <laughs> you. But I didn't then, and I still don't think we needed to get off more then, because we were suffering. Yeah. We were just struggling to, <laughs> to get used to this place. And now, now that we are, I can get off campus more, and I do. Yeah. And I have more friends now. You can't just go off campus. We don't have any friends. Right? Yeah. Where are you going to go? I don't know. Okay. I want to talk about bugs. Go ahead. Do you remember the first time we saw a cockroach in this house? No. <laughs> There's so many. I do. When, when was it? They were huge. They still are. Yeah, but the, these ones in particular, I remember when we were here with the short-term team, it was me, you, and then your sister and another girl, and we were all staying in this house, and it was dusty, and it was like bare furniture, it had no gross. personality. I think there was like five men living in it before, so there was like weird, ugly artwork on the walls. And we, the first cockroach we saw, we just screamed at it. And then somebody put a cup over it and a shoe on the cup or something, a weight on the cup, and then we left it. We didn't kill it. We just <laughs> left it under a cup. We're like, eh, cockroach! And then they kept coming, and I remember I put one of the cockroaches in the toilet, but it didn't drown. Yeah, it started that's running. a stupid idea. It started running on the toilet water, and then it went up to where the toilet water comes out like a waterfall, and then it was in the toilet, I don't know where, and I got so, I was upset at myself, and I was like, scared to go on the toilet for the next week because I was like, the cockroach is going to come out as soon as I sit down. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time we saw a millipede. Yeah. Which, they're actually very tiny, little worm-looking things. But we were screaming because we thought it was a centipede. <laughs> and centipedes are poisonous and scary. So And fast. Yeah. And they're also bigger. But we thought it was a centipede. So we were yelling about it, and then our neighbor Greg came over, and he was, like, laughing at us. He's like, that scares you. You're in real trouble, <laughs> or something like that. And then he killed it, and he was like, it's just a millipede. Didn't but, he just pick it up? I don't know. I just remember feeling dumb because I thought it was a centipede. Yeah. But I am definitely going to be afraid of a centipede when I see one. Yeah. Which I well, think we have. The millipedes, they just like come out of the crown molding. They're really gross. On the floor. But and you're like, scary. do you live in the walls? Bugs live in the walls? It's disgusting. So that's not <clears throat> very welcoming sight to see a bug crawl out of the wall wherever you are. Yeah. There are a lot of bugs in the walls. Yeah. But we have eradicated many of them. Thanks to the cats. Yes. 
Now when I see a cockroach, I just bring a cat over. Yeah. And the cat will take care of it. There's also a lot of spiders in my room. Daddy long legs, and I just kind of let them be there. Well, those are good. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't, like with ants, ants don't bother me anymore. They bother me a lot, though. Because I'm like, they'll go away eventually. I try and kill the ants still. If everything is sealed, it's fine. It's gross. Well, we are different. Um, oh, I remember our first swim gala. Mm. Swim gala is swim meet. I think we've said that before. Our first swim gala, I picked a job. So there's like a spreadsheet of jobs you sign up for. And I chose runner. Because the job description was posting the scores or something like that. The times. They're not scores, they're times. <laughs> I scored 50 seconds! Oh my gosh, and it, it was the most boring job ever. But I, the beginning of, this, of the swim gala, I was like, oh my gosh, look at us. We all look like swim coaches. We had like matching yeah. white polos. And we were like being very careful to stick to the dress code and act appropriately. And I was like, this is so cool. I've never been a part of anything like this before. I was taking pictures, and then it just kept going on and on, and I was like, when do I get to post the times? I had to wait for, like, hours to even have something to run to post, and then nobody looked at it anyway. Oh, my gosh. I don't think there ever is a runner anymore. No, I don't think so either. That job is no longer in existence, and I will definitely never sign up for it again. But that one in particular, because there was so many new people working, that gala oh, yeah. it took went like four hours after school. Because none of us knew what we were doing. On a Friday. That was so tiring. And then it just kind of set up the rest of the galas to be miserable events. I can't say that. I look forward to them. You Do you really? No, I said I can't. Oh. I thought you said, you can't say that. I look forward to them. No. I can't say I look forward to them. <laughs> But I do, uh, I like the change in routine. That's it. That's because you teach a a class and it gets canceled when there's swim galas. That's true. Last year, (laughs) whenever that happened, that was truly a blessing because I had a class on Friday afternoons and I didn't like teaching it. So I like teaching when it got canceled. I was happy. But it's nice to not have one less thing to plan. Yeah. You don't have to plan for a gala. Just show up and press the timer. Yeah. But it is really dull. Yeah. And we have a... (laughs) This weekend, we have a gala that's all weekend long. So I'm trying to think of ways to make it fun. I'm going to bake cookies and bring them. Okay. Eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! I don't know what else I'm going to do, but that's what I got. Maybe I'll bring a whiteboard and draw. Okay. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. Play some (sighs) tic-tac-toe. Okay. What you got? Um, first day of break. So our first break was in October. I I don't remember the first day. Okay, me neither, but I remember the first break. The first break was such a relief and it was so much fun because outside of being teachers, in our house was just four young single ladies who were becoming friends. And so we just got to hang out with each other for a week, like a big old sleepover We started watching Veronica Mars, which was super fun because Rachel binged it and watched it all without me and Beth pretty much very fast. Um, 
we went to the lake with the Herodos, and they were like our family, taking care of us along with their own family. Yeah. And it was so relaxing to go to the to the lake. It was really, really hot. And the reason we had yeah. break in October was because it was Mother's Day. So in Malawi, they it celebrate so Mother's loud. Day. You get the day off for Mother's Day. There's no Father's Day, but there is Mother's Day. And so we get a whole week off from school. But it was a relief. It was like, up until that point, I think we'd been working every single weekend. And then after break... We stopped working on the weekends. That's not true for me. I know it was true for me and Rachel. I didn't stop working on the weekends till the end of last year. Yeah, I think that's true for you. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was really nice to have that break. And just to kind of remember that we have lives outside of teaching. Because it's really quickly can become all-consuming, I think. Yeah. Especially if you're focused on, you gotta be the best, gotta be the best. That's not what I was focused on. Well, I used to be. Not anymore. Yeah. I used to spend so much time on the weekends making worksheets, finding exactly the right images to show, and now I'm like, oh, oops, didn't make enough copies. Write it on a blank piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a good one. Just, just listen. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard an animal on the roof. Oh. Which, they're like, what, tin roofs? So mm-hmm. you can hear anything that lands on it, but I didn't realize that. So, like, if a bird lands on it, clack, 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 clack. It's not in the ceiling. It's just on the roof. Mm-hmm. But I heard something, and I thought it was inside the ceiling, which is very weak. Like, underneath the... The panels, the ceiling panels are super weak. So I heard something walking around up there, and I just pictured it falling through (laughs) the ceiling tiles and landing on me. So I was so scared, and I texted Becca. I was like, there's something living in my roof. Should I tell somebody? And she was like, oh, no, it's fine. It happens all the time. I was like, oh, it won't fall on me? She was like, no, it won't fall through. I was like, okay. And now I have a mouse that lives in my classroom ceiling, and I don't care at all. <laughs> it's always squeaking and stuff, but yeah. But I was really scared, and I just I was like, what am I going to do if the animal <laughs> falls on me through the ceiling? I don't think that that fear is illegitimate. I do think that could happen. Really? Yes. There are holes in these roofs. So I do think it's a legit fear. But they're on... But it's one that probably happens to one in a million. Well, lucky for Becca, it didn't happen to me. Yeah, and it's never happened to her. Yeah. Apparently. <clears throat> do you remember our first time being sick? Yes. Did you write that down? No, I can't believe I didn't write that down. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dramatic. It was like, I guess, you know what? Was that the first or second time at the farmer's market? I think it was the second, maybe third time. Yeah, I don't know. Early. I don't think it was the first time, but we got a quiche. I don't even think that that lady comes to the farmer's market anymore. She doesn't. Oh, my gosh. She used to provide a lot of, like, yummy food. Yeah, And I don't think that there's a a person who makes those things anymore. There used to be somebody who makes bagels, somebody who made milk tart, and somebody who made quiche. And I have not seen them this year. Interesting. Anyways. They must have moved. 
We yeah, probably. We got a quiche, and we got sushi. Yeah, it might have been the sushi. It could have been the no, sushi, but, I don't think so. but we think it was the quiche. We ate half each. Of the a, next day, of a we didn't eat it a that quiche. Day. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we both ate, ate it on half, Sunday. I I so ate more farmer, three quarters. Yeah, farmers markets on Saturday. Sunday morning, we ate an entire quiche together. Yes, and maybe it wasn't baked long enough. Maybe it was, and something else maybe it had a bad attacked egg. us. But around 9 p.m. on Sunday night, we both fell ill. I started feeling kind of, like, hot and weak before yeah. that. I felt bad, but I didn't feel like something was going to just drag me down until it did. Yeah. And then we both got bad food poisoning that took us out of school. You for two days, me for three days, yeah. three and a half. And uh, that night, I was throwing up so much and had clear diarrhea <laughs> that every and every time I tried to drink water, I threw it up. That Becca, I had, I had to call Becca at like eleven p.m. to take me to the clinic because I I felt like I was blacking out every time I closed my eyes, and I was like, I can't drink water. I need an IV. So she 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 came and got me she took me to the clinic i was hooked up to an iv for probably an hour she i didn't never throw had an IV. i did not throw up on her but i did throw up three times while she was taking care of me in the clinic i remember because she kept trying to feed me water and then i kept throwing it up it was bad and she was so loving and so helpful and so there and i remember for at least for becca anyways that was almost the start of her going to the clinic quite regularly at late times at night. I think later that week or later that month, she accident she accidentally flooded their house, and then like Jaden, Jaden was sick a lot, and I think he threw up on them when they were in bed, and then John John fell off the roof. Yeah. So she was like caretaker to the whole campus last year. And I felt so bad after she took me to the clinic and then ended up, she kept going and going and going for other people. But Becca was such a blessing the first time we were sick with food poisoning because it was bad. Yes, it was. And we tried to watch Iron Man and now we, we don't. We keep pausing. We can't watch it the same way. It was, <clears throat> this was our bridesmaids experience too because Beth was in one bathroom, and I was in another, and we're, like, sitting on the toilet, got a trash can in front. Sitting in the shower. Sitting. (laughs) It's a good thing we had two different bathrooms to to use. I thought we were being loud, too. The other two roommates had no idea, I don't think. They were just asleep. Yeah, heartless. Yeah. Living here... Uh, me and saying goodbye a lot because people come and go so often in the expat community. And my first goodbye that impacted me was saying goodbye to Rachel last year. It was so sad. That's what I wrote on my notes. <laughs> because we all went to the airport together, but she had a different flight than us. So we said goodbye and she like walked down the hall. And then, like, 30 minutes later, she walks back towards us. We thought we had said goodbye already. Mm-hmm. Forever. And we had to say goodbye again. And it was so, so sad. And that was, like, a good... 
experience because Becca had talked a lot about having to say goodbye to all these friends that she's made because she's the only one who stays. And it was so... Um, just such a real thing of, like, if you're going to be a missionary in another country, you're going to make a lot of friends, but you're also going to say goodbye a lot. Yeah. And maybe people say goodbye a lot in America, but I don't think so. <laughs> it's not like that. And but you're not going to... Like, they're they're going to all different places, so it's not like, oh, bye, see you next time. Mm. It's like, you're moving back to America, and I'm still in Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, the first real, it's real goodbye, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, it's really painful. Is that all you got? Yeah, I don't really know what to say about it, except that it's really painful. And it is a gr- it's a great experience, because it helps you to become more thankful for what you did have with certain people before you had to say goodbye to them, you know? I think that for a lot of the people that I met last year, that was always in the back of my mind of, I'm going to have to say goodbye to them. And I always knew that it was going to be an experience that would make me stronger, so part of me did actually look forward to it. And So weird. And this this year, it, it has been incredibly painful, way more painful than I could have anticipated, but I am grateful for those experiences because... For me, whenever something like that happens, I'm just glad that I can now relate to other people who have gone through that and just be somebody else that can be a resource. Like, that's that's my ultimate goal is to just be somebody who, who you can talk to and somebody who can give advice to be wise. That's <laughs> something that I really desire for myself and something that every time I do gain some wisdom, I... I'm, I'm very happy, <laughs> even if it makes me sad. You know, it's been, it has been really hard to say goodbye to people. And I know that we're going to have to do that in four months, say goodbye to a lot of people that we love for a really long time because they'll be in Africa and we'll be in America. Glad one of us is looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah. All right. Let us know your first in America <laughs> in the comments below. I don't like, know how you subscribe. do that, but okay, yeah. Your first steps in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just joking. All right. I'm done. All right. Let's sing a song. Okay. You, you I'm going to tell you the words, and okay. then we'll do the tune together. Okay. The words are going to be, see you in two weeks, friends. Okay. See you in two weeks, friends. See you in two weeks, friends. See you, I'm two weeks, friend.